This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. going on guys this is rob carbone coming at you with another episode of b4 where there is no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis tonight we're going to do episode 93 um still talking about the knicks you know a little draft scouting and some g league talk maybe but last time out which was on a tuesday a late tuesday night we recorded a an episode where we just talked about a couple of the draft prospects and who the Knicks should go after and who the Knicks might land and also talked about a few of the G League players in the Knicks system. Uh, that was episode 92. Uh, tonight, I'm recording this on, well, technically it's March 26th, Thursday morning at 1.40 a.m., <laughs> but I, you know, you're probably listening to this on, on Thursday morning, you know, when you get up, whenever that is, but, um, <laughs> I being nocturnal, um, I'm going to do uh, part two. I'm going to do part two of this whole draft scouting and talking about the prospects. So, you know, last night we talked about, or Tuesday on Tuesday, we talked about LaMelo ball. We dove into Killian Hayes. Um, who else, who else did we talk about? Um, that Denny, Avita kid, I don't know how the hell to pronounce his name. Obi Topin, we talked about him and a few other guys as well. And we also talked about the G League players like in the Knicks system, uh, such as Kenny Wooten, um, Ignas Brasdakis, and you know, just you know had had a had a been a fifty minute episode talking about that. So I appreciate you guys tuning into that one. And if you haven't tuned in to episode ninety two, be sure to go there right now. You can find BD four um, on all of our platforms. You know, Apple. Google, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Radio Public, Google, I said that already, uh, YouTube, and many more platforms as well. Just go to my website, um, which is located at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. There should be a tab called Outlets. Click on that tab. It'll take you to every single platform, you know, a list of the platforms for my, for my podcast and it should show you all the social media platforms that I host as well. So go to my website, go there. If you haven't yet, you'll find the you know the, the 92nd episode of BD4 up on there. Take a look at that, listen to that, then come back to this one, episode 93, where tonight we're going to talk about you know a few more players in in this draft, a few more prospects coming up. Um, a couple guards, a forward, and I think a couple centers. So obviously the Knicks' number one priority here. Is in my personal opinion, I think they absolutely they must go after a point guard. I think getting a point guard, somebody who can shoot, somebody who can create off the dribble at the point guard position is especially important for the Knicks because they haven't had one of those guys since what Marbury. <laughs> um, but um, 
Yeah, so we're gonna we'll start with them. I guess we'll start with the with the guards first, since it's such an important position for this Knicks team. Um, I guess we'll get to Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky. He's a guard who's uh, more of a combo guard, um, a six three, one hundred ninety eight pound guard who averaged fourteen points, four rebounds, three assists, um, forty three percent from the field, twenty nine percent from three, and eighty three percent from the free throw line. In 31 games at Kentucky across 35 minutes a night. So some solid numbers. Uh, some of his pros is, I think his biggest thing is that he's versatile. He's a very versatile scorer, uh, versatile player out there. He's got size. He's got strength. He's got length, a good feel for the game. You know, things like this allow him to play both the one or the two. So he's a good combo guard out there. Used to playing off the ball too. So Kentucky has him playing a lot off the ball. And he's adjusted to that. He's he's become a very good off-the-ball scorer and a good off-the-ball player. Doesn't need the ball in his hands, uh, Maxi, to succeed. So that's good. And, you know, I think that'll mesh well with somebody like R.J. Barrett. You know, when they share share the floor together um, and R.J. goes into isolation, that'd be a good thing for somebody like Maxi to, to, you know, not have to struggle with. Um, I also have that he's, you know, he's shown flashes of a basic playmaking and pick and roll. Good at using ball screens to get to his spots. Um, utilizes the screen a lot. Um, also have he's an instinctive scorer who excels a lot in transition. So he's a decent scorer who gets his buckets, you know, full court. Um, got a good floater. Developed a good floater. Uses it a lot. Uh, very shifty. Plays at different speeds. So he's not the most athletic in terms of. You know, beat you off the dribble or beat you with his speed, but he will he will change the pace of the game. Um, you know, he goes at his own pace and he's very he's very shifty in that aspect. Um, finishes through contact pretty well. That's you know pretty straightforward. A plus defender and a plus rebounder. You know, because of his physical tools, he's a good defender who can defend both on and off the ball. He's tough, he's fearless, and you know things like that also help him with his frame and length become a, a decent rebounder. Um, and then some of the cons I've got for this kid, not a freak athlete, not much of a leaper, not much of a speedster, as I said. So he depends on his shiftiness and his transition play to, to get his buckets. Shot selection, decision making isn't always sharp with him. Has to improve there and make his teammates around him a little bit better. Uh, 3.2 assists versus 2.2 turnovers in college is not a great ratio. Pick and roll passing isn't great. Passing overall is pretty average. Has shown flashes occasionally with, you know, 7, 8, 9 assists games here and there. But overall, I think he needs to do a better job of making smarter decisions and knowing when to pass and when to shoot. Um, and then last but not least, uh, low release on his jumper and his, you know, having a low release like that. Not always the most consistent, a bit streaky. Uh, the catch-and-shoot jumper needs some work. Uh, so he's got to be better, you know, in terms of those of those areas. But, you know, as I said, he's a transition player who needs to be a little bit better at half court as well when the defense is already set. He's got to learn to not just rely on his, you know, off-the-dribble abilities. So all in all, I think R.J. Hampton's a, uh, not R.J. Hampton. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is a good player to have. Not anybody I see is outstanding, but, you know, just somebody maybe the Knicks will keep an eye on if there aren't many other options available. Uh, we'll move on to Anthony Edwards. This is the guy that everybody's talking about, right? 
This is probably one of the more intriguing prospects in this upcoming draft. Anthony Edwards is a 6'5", 225-pound shooting guard from Georgia. This season, in 32, in 32 games across 33 minutes, he averaged 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, on an inefficient 40%, 29%, and 77%. But some of the pros with Anthony Edwards, um, an NBA-ready frame, good size, length, explosiveness, some strength, quick feet, quick hips, um, you know, a strong first step to bully defenders on his way to the rim. Um, and he's a three-level scorer, scores in the paint, scores from the mid-range area, scores from deep. Kind of reminds me of R.J. Barrett in terms of that. Um, also reminds me of R.J. in plenty of other categories offensively, to be honest with you. Um, he absorbs contact, contact well in the paint. R.J. does that. Um, he finishes over defenders pretty well. R.J. also scores on or off the ball. Anthony Edwards can do the same. Um, RJ is very good at shooting off the dribble. Anthony Edwards, same thing. He had 42 pull-up jumpers this season in 32 games. So things like that make me, you know, um, optimistic about this kid's scoring abilities. Open court threat. I wrote that down for him. Uh, he can attack himself on the open court or he'll find guys across the floor and, and dish it out. You know, um, he's got a fluid looking jumper too. It's quick. It's compact. A nice follow through. So those are some positives there. He's also a good shot creator. Like I said, he's got the handles, got the step back, the sidesteps, uh, some dribble moves, uh, downhill pull up. So that's one of the, that's you know, a lot of good offensive moves. Uh, a lot of good offensive, um, you know, some good offensive game there for him. And, you know, because of his tools, like I mentioned, he had the length. I mentioned he had the explosiveness, the strength, and quick feet, quick hips. That doesn't only help him, you know, bully his way of the rack offensively, but, you know, while he's not a good defender right now, that could help him be a lockdown on-ball defender in the future to cover, you know, three positions. You know, he can cover the wing and cover the the more, um, cover wings. He'll cover combo guards. So he'll be able to you know, cover a couple of different positions, a variety of positions, if he can, um, you know, hone his craft a little bit because he's got the strength, he's got that quick, you know, quick feet, quick hips, and quick reactor out there to become a good defender eventually. But right now, he's not the greatest defender yet. Still needs to buy in a little bit more. Disengaged at times. Um, a little bit low effort level sometimes. Doesn't really give the extra effort, which can frustrate me sometimes, and I don't... <clears throat> excuse me, I don't like players like that who really don't give the extra effort, so that's kind of alarming to me. Um, and he's a bit of a floater out there defensively, you know, kind of like a Kevin Knox type where he doesn't help much, No, not much help defense from him, not always active out there, and kind of just doesn't really do what, what the team needs him to do. And has trouble getting out to a shooter if, you know, if he goes under the screen especially. So defense does need work despite the tool set. Also, not a great passer offensively. Needs to develop a better playmaking game. Um, passing in terms of just making the right passes and making efficient plays. 2.9 assists to 2.8 turnovers. That's not good. That's very bad. Um, he makes simple reads, but that's about it. So, needs work in that area. Um, it's, you know, guys, uh, things like pick and roll passing where he needs work in. A lot of his passes are slow. They're transparent. Um, needs work ball handling. Running the offense, he needs work there. Just, you know, overall, not a great passer yet. Not a great playmaker yet. Decision-making is another reason for that. A lot of times, he'll settle for the contested jumper. 
um, and won't necessarily kick out to his teammate, or he'll just settle for the jumper instead of attacking the rim himself and taking the more efficient shots. So that's an issue with him. You know, he has a big body, so you want him to use that strength and to use it more, to optimize his talents more with his big upper body, but he doesn't always do that. He's an inconsistent three-point shooter, and at times he falls in love with it way too much. You know, when you're shooting 29% from distance, you know, and you're taking eight three-pointers a night, despite shooting 29%, that's that's not a good look, man. you got to use your strength more. You know, it kind of reminds me like a like a Russell Westbrook-type chucker, like a J.R. Smith. And I've kind of compared him to J.R. Smith before. Um, I see this Anthony Edwards kid as a J.R. Smith type, a better version of J.R. maybe. Maybe, a, you know, a DSJ, a Dennis Smith Jr., if he did reach his full potential. <clears throat> um, you know, a good DSJ. Uh, but got to be better in half-court sets. I wrote that down as well as my final con. Um, you know, relies on his speed and athleticism a lot. So when he's in the half-court and defenses are already set, that's going to be an issue if you're going to be so dependent on your, you know, on your physical tools. But those are the last, you know, those are, those are just a couple of things I wrote down about um, Anthony Edwards. Overall, I think his pros outweigh the cons, and I think he's definitely somebody I would take a chance on. But, you know, what bothers me is, is the shooting ability. I would like a Nick point guard who can shoot for fucking once. Just one time. Just once. And, you know, hopefully this Anthony Edwards kid's uh, kid is more of a... Hopefully it's just more shot selection, like we said, than it is not being able to shoot, but... We'll see what happens. You know, we, we still haven't even gotten to the lottery, you know, the lottery yet. So where we find out what pick we get exactly. So can't get too caught up in all that yet. Um, RJ Hampton is going to be the next guy we're going to dive into a little bit. He's a larger guard. He's a, he's a point guard who's 6'5", 188 pounds. Um, international prospect. Average nine points, four rebounds, two assists, nothing flashy. Pretty mediocre shooting numbers as well. 41, 30, 68. Did this in 15 games, uh, 21 minutes a night. But some of the pros, he's quick, got quick feet, explosive athlete with some nice length and size. Um, what else do I have? Combo guard, you know, because he's 6'5", 188 pounds, they'd be a good combo guard. Can play the one or the off ball, off guard position. Above the rim player because of his athleticism, explosive first step, changes gears easily, draws a ton of fouls attacking the rim, got a nice euro step, can play on or off the ball, uh, has some speed in transition, great ball handling, good off the dribble, nice spot up three, uh, I believe he has a good pull up mid-range jumper, um, good driving kick playmaker, fast on closeouts and has length to defend the perimeter, um, makes the right plays offensively, can score in bunches, good isolation scorer. So things like that definitely um, display R.J. Hampton's upside. I could definitely see why people are intrigued with him. Um, as for the cons, he's still very raw. So he's got room to work. Internationally, You know, obviously that's way different than playing in the NBA. He's going to have to come here and adjust big time. Um, he's a streaky volume shooter. A lot of, you know, a lot of young kids, like I said, with... Um, Anthony Edwards. It's shot selection with him, too. That makes his efficiency take a dip. Um, needs a little bit of a mid-range, though. Maybe even develop a little bit of a floater in order to have defenses respect you a little bit more and keep them on their feet. Um, and his defensive fundamentals himself needs some work. He needs to do a little bit more, you know, have some better positioning and technique defensively. Does need some more strength, you know, that'll help him interior defend, that'll help him rebound, that'll help him also finish in traffic if he can get a little bit more stronger. Um, and last but not least, something I absolutely love is he argues a ton of calls. 
I, I fuck. I, I, you know, for those of you who who know me, who watch games with me, um, fuck, I hate that shit. I can't stand when people just argue calls. I get on Mitchell Robinson for it. I get on Alonzo Trier for it. I shit. I get on everybody. I can't stand when people just bitch and moan. And I don't care if they're right about the call. I don't care if they're wrong. It's just so frustrating to see an NBA player bitch and moan. And so that's one thing that, that I'm going to keep an eye on with RJ Hampton. Um, if we do end up drafting somebody like if if we do end up drafting him. So um, some people have compared him to OJ Mayo. Um, I've also heard Jamal Murray with a little bit more bounce. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. That's just, you know, RJ Hampton, again, not, nothing flashy in terms of the statistics internationally, but a very athletic, above-the-rim player who, who's going to be explosive out there. You know, more, 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 it's more um, athleticism than it is skill with him. Moving on, let's go to Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is a big name. Everybody's talked about him. This is the kid from UNC, from North Carolina. 6'3", 190 pounds. He's a guard, um, 19 points a night, six rebounds, four assists, and a very inefficient 38% from the floor, 35% from deep, and 75 from the stripe. 22 games, 35 minutes a night. Um, some of the pros with Cole Anthony, he's an aggressive and confident scorer. Um, I've noticed that watching some of his tape. He looks very aggressive out there. He looks like he's got that swagger, that confidence. Um, good off the dribble, a good shot creator. That's how he generates his offense. Um, Got a nice crossover and a nice step back, one going left, um, and a good pull-up jumper. Um, also, he has, you know, he's not that he's the the fastest, but he does change speeds. He's he's also shifty, and he changes speeds and directions pretty well. Uh, I also have that he runs the break pretty well um, defensively, gets chased down blocks here and there. Offensively, he'll initiate contact pretty well in the, in the, in the paint. Um, he's got quick hands, and those quick hands can help him defensively as well. Quick feet defensively. Um, most of his defensive um, playmaking comes from you know, deflecting shots and deflecting passes. Uh, he can fight through ball screens defensively pretty well too. Capable of playing off the ball offensively with catch-and-shoot ability. But for the most part, he's just a good offensive player with capabilities defensively when he buys in. Um and he's a pretty good defense, uh, defensive rebounder too. He can rebound the ball. Overall, he's averaging six rebounds. You know, and for a six-three, 190-pound guard, that's not bad at all. More like a Westbrook type, you know. But some of the cons: not much of a facilitator yet. That's not good. You're a point guard. You gotta be, gotta be making more passes than just the basic drop-offs and kick-out passes. Um, only averaging four assists versus four turnovers. That's not good. That's very inefficient. Um, gonna have to improve that. You know, some of that shot selection. That's the reason why he only shot 38% from the floor. He's a streaky shooter, volume shooter. Uh, dribbles a ton. Right hand dominant when he's at the rim. We mentioned how he's left hand dominant or goes to the left a lot on the side left side of the floor when he shoots his jumper but when he's attacking the rim he's right hand dominant <clears throat> and also at the rim when he attacks he's kind of he kind of lacks that finesse he's not always the most acrobatic at the rim so that's that's a reason for his inefficiency as well i just spit um average length and size um that's going to limit his defensive versatility um, defensively, he also just ball watches a lot, and he leaves a lot of shooters open because of that. You know, that's, that's kind of begged the question. His inefficiency, his decision-making offensively, and his defensive disengagements, 
kind of beg the question, is this Cole Anthony kid a winning player, right? Is he somebody who's going to put up nice stats but not improve his team much? So you have to just keep that in mind. Um, you know, some people say he's a D Rose with a little bit slower first step, um, like he's a West, Russell Westbrook type, like like I mentioned, um, maybe a bigger Kemba Walker type of player. So those are just a couple of things to keep an eye on. Um, I'm not sure I would like Anth- uh, Cole Anthony if there are other players available. You know, he's not my first option, not my first preference, but overall a decent prospect to keep an eye on. Let's move to the small forward. I only have one small forward tonight. Um, Hope I'm saying this right. Isaac Okoro, 6'6", 225 pounds, out of Auburn. Um, Okoro averaged 13 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists on 51%, 29%, and 67% uh, through 28 games across 32 minutes a night. Some of his pros. Physical tools for an NBA wing. Um, Size, strength, length, toughness. That'll help him defend, you know, both the small forward position and the four. Um, he's an impactful defender with his excellent excellent lateral quickness. Um, good laterally. Uh, high intensity level. He's never going to shy away from, from the opponent and he'll always bring a high motor. Fundamentally sound technique, so that's always good. He looks like he's got pretty smooth moves out there. Um, flashes of good ball handling and passing too. Um, and he can attack the rim doing so. He attacks the rim pretty well, finishes in the paint pretty well. A good slasher. Can operate out of pick and roll, high IQ, good court vision, uh, playmakes with either hand, which is a plus. Um, doesn't need to score to impact the game. He's very versatile, which is, you know, like I said, that's good. He's a winning player, um, kind of the opposite of what we just talked about. He's the guy who makes the winning plays. He rebounds, playmakes, finishes, defends, scores. So he's got a little bit of everything offensively, like a jack of all trades, but not that he's... Not that he's one of those guys who's not worth it. I think he's definitely worth a, a hard look at. Um, and some of the cons, uh, he has room to grow offensively, though. So talking about worth, is his is his you know intangibles enough to to where you're gonna take it, take him top ten? You know, so some people are questioning is he a lottery pick? But I think he's definitely somebody who can help a team win. You know, if there aren't any other players available in this draft, I would definitely take somebody like Okoro, but there are a lot of players I would take ahead of him. But I wouldn't, you know, say the Knicks did end up with somebody like him. I wouldn't really, I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think he has a pretty high floor because of his intangibles. I think he's going to be a winning player, like a Draymond Green type. I, I mentioned uh, one of my, the comp I had, the, my, my comparison here, uh, we'll just get to it now, is a more athletic Draymond Green. So... You know, not a mid-range guy, um, and averaged just 16 points per 40 minutes. So, again, not much offense, not good there. A uh, chunk of his points come from slashing, come from transition buckets and off-rebounds and things like that. So, I think he's a good guy to take a look at if there aren't others available. I think he's a good winning player, though. I don't think his floor is going to be bust type. I think, at worst, he'll be a, t- a player, you know, a role player off the bench who helps his team win games. And could be a you know a big part of a championship team like a Draymond Green was. So I'm really intrigued to see where he ends up going to and um how early he ends up or late he ends up getting drafted. So keep an eye on Isaac Okoro. <clears throat> We've got two more bigs uh, before we dive into one of the G League Nick players I'm going to talk about, but two more big men in this in this draft. Um I hope I don't butcher this guy's name. Fuck. Um Anyeka on Kongwu, 
245 pound center from USC. Averaged 16 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 blocks. Um, 62% from the floor, 25% from 3, didn't shoot much from there. 72% from the charity stripe. This is all across 28 games, 31 minutes a night. Some of the pros for Onkongwu. A diverse offensive arsenal. You know, very diverse in terms of, I think his thing is speed and power. And he's got the size, too. Um, NBA-ready frame. His post-game is strong because of that speed, power, and size. Um, a variety of post moves. Scores in the lane. Above-the-rim finisher on putbacks. Um, a good rim protector on the other end. Right, He's smart. Um, he avoids fouls. He keeps the ball in play when he does block shots. Um, instincts are good. He's got good length, good vertical pop, good reflexes. He's a proactive defender in the passing lane. He's proactive on the offensive glass. Um, good timing on the offensive glass. Good reads. Good offensive rebounder because of his quick hands and his soft hands and his strong hands. So that's a plus. Decent shooting form. Um, you know, from what I hear, he's steadily improving his shot. Um, scouts are saying he could eventually develop a strong mid-range with an average th- average three-point shot. So that's a plus. Uh, Flashes of decent passing as well. Has some nice shovel passes. uh, Some good awareness as a playmaker. Runs the floor pretty well. Good in transition. A good open court player. Has the speed and high effort level to succeed in the open court. Uh, Does not force the action. Stays within his game, which is again, crashing the offensive glass and doing the dirty work. So that's a plus. Good finisher with either hand. Good patience underneath that rim. Good ball control. Just two turnovers and 31 minutes a night. Keeps the ball high, away from danger. So, again, seems like an efficient down-low post player. Crafty down-low, spin move. He's got one of them. He's got a nice up-and-under move. You know, he's uh, ambexteritis. Is that how you say it? Fuck. How do you say that thing where you use two hands? <laughs> um, whatever that is. <laughs> a switch hitter for a basketball player. <laughs> um, so he can use both hands. Um, fluid motions. And he's a hard worker as well. He's got a high motor as well, so... Something to keep an eye on there. Some of the cons. Bad passer and ball handler. Um, Got to improve there. Slow, transparent passes. <coughs> Excuse me. Slow, transparent passes. Lack of comfort when he's not with the ball. Um, and lack of fluidity as a playmaker when he has the ball in his hands. Sorry. <clears throat> um, and that could hurt him in the short roll, right? If he's not a great ball handler and he's not great as a playmaker and he's not necessarily comfortable... Um, playmaking that could hurt him in the short roll, you know, when, when you're running pick and roll at the top of the arc, um, far from the basket. Um, and some other, 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 uh, cons that he's got fucking catch and shoot, pick and pop. Not great in those scenarios. Got to work on that. Um, so you hope he can eventually improve there, especially in today's game. Needs better awareness and recognition on traps. When he gets double teamed, sometimes he doesn't pass out early enough and it ends up being a turnover. Um, Leaves his feet a lot. Not that he always fouls. He doesn't foul too much, but he does leave his feet and become susceptible susceptible to, you know, to the opposing player. Boxes out and fronts the post a little too early sometimes on defensive possessions where he just gives up on the possession and fronts too early to the post player. Um... And last but not least, footwork and pick and roll defense is very iffy at times. Um, he'll pre-commit. He'll shade too hard. 
uh, or he'll hedge too hard and you know kind of overcommit sometimes in pick and roll. But overall, you know, sometimes uh, some people are saying this is a, a top five prospect in this draft class. I've heard people compare him to Bam Adebayo, and then I've heard people compare him to Tristan friggin' Thompson. You know, so we don't really know how hard he's going, how uh, how high his, uh, or we don't know if he's going to reach that high ceiling. Is I guess what I'm trying to say here. But we'll see what happens. Uh, that's that's uh, Onyeka Onkongwu. And last but not least, let's get to James Wiseman. The final center, the final prospect on this list, um, and the final prospect of the night before we get to the one G leaguer I do want to mention. Um, James Wiseman's a 7'1", 240-pound center from Memphis. Only played three college games because of the injury. He's got a 7'6 wingspan, so we're not going to mention the the monster, uh, the, the college stats, but he did have monster stats in high school. I think I'm talking off the top of my head here, but I think he averaged like fucking... 25, 15, and like six blocks or some shit like that in high school. But this is a guy who's a great athlete for his size. Wiseman's a great athlete, runs well, covers a ton of ground, elevates, explosive, powerful, has an incredible frame with wingspan and a good standing reach. Um, good skill set too. So he's not just athletic, but he's got a good skill set, which is rare to have both. Um, you know, agile in the post, agile pick and roll finisher. Capable ball handler can create for himself sometimes. Uh, creative with his footwork in the post. Um, a soft touch at the rim. A potential three baller. Some people are talking about he could potentially develop a three point shot. But right now, it's his reach, it's his timing, it's his quickness. You know, that quick second leap um, that helps him get the offensive rebounds and things like that help him become a good rim protector as well. Um, strong mobility can switch on the perimeter defensively pretty well too. Doesn't have an issue switching on screens. So, those are some of the pros for James Wiseman. I almost said James Winston. <laughs> um, some of the cons, he's just an average passer. And I don't really look too much into that. For a big man, I don't expect him to be a great passer anyways. Um, also have that he has questionable instincts and awareness on defense. So, got to improve there. And also struggles defending pick and roll and perimeter uh, defensively as well. So, those are some big issues. Um, you know... Some some factors there are his slow feet um, defensively. Um, also, uh, communication issues, positioning, uh, recovering, and overcommitting at times. Uh, he's also a little bit foul prone. Does foul sometimes. Uh, doesn't always maximize his talents offensively. You know he should go down low a lot more than he does, and not try to stretch the floor and pick and pop as much as he does. Um, the efficiency, the rebounding, and the defense could improve a lot more than they already. You know, he's already got pretty good rebounding, pretty good defense and efficiency, but they can improve a lot more if he just you know, played to his strengths more than he does. So, uh, last couple things. Range is not great. Uh, long release on a shot takes a while to, to get it off. Has some side spin on it too, and his, four pre, his poor free throw shooting numbers question his shooting ability. Uh, and then, last but not least, small sample size in college. Again, just three games in, in college is, is kind of a risk when you're drafting somebody with not much experience at the big um, at the collegiate level. Uh, some comparisons, um, very much like Mitchell Robinson. I've heard Hassan Whiteside. I've heard Rudy Gobert comparisons. I've heard DeAndre Jordan-type comparisons. Maybe Clint Capella. So that's, you know... Again, if you're a Knicks fan, you're probably not going to look towards um, James Wiseman as as an option because you already have Mitchell Robinson as your franchise cornerstone center. 
So, not that he's probably not he's probably not going to be available anyways. The Knicks are probably going to end up getting a later first round, uh, a later lottery pick. But yeah, that, that's that's all I got on, on on the prospects. I think we covered all the important prospects over the past couple of nights. Um, we are going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. And we're going to talk about uh, Lamar Peters coming up next. Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please, guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. Six feet tall, 185 pounds. Lamar Peters is a point guard in the Knicks system, in their G League system. Um, For the Westchester Knicks, Lamar Peters averaged 18 points, three rebounds, seven assists on 42% from the field, 40% from distance, and 70% from the stripe, all in uh, in 32 games this season across 31 minutes. Um, Peters is pros. Uh, He's a good, solid shooter. Was always a good shooter in college. Played three seasons in college. Shot well in two of those seasons. Um, and again, shot 40% from distance in the G League this past season. Um, it's kind of sad that we're already saying this past season. Damn. <laughs> um, so he's a good solid shooter. Particularly, it's shooting off the dribble. Um, great shooter off the dribble. Also a, a good scorer. Just a good shooter on the move, too. A good scorer on the move which is a plus. Um, and he's a solid playmaker too. So he's not just a scorer. He's a good solid playmaker. Again, averaging seven assists is not bad. Um, great at running pick and roll. That's where he thrives most is uh, playmaking out of pick and roll. Um, he's a decent decent athlete too, so he can drive to the rim and finish well. But most of his points are generated off of you know jump shooting um, with the ball in his hands. Um, he's a decent defender too. So he's not just a one dimensional offensive, offensive scorer. Lamar Peters can play defense pretty well. Um, so that's a good thing. That's a very good thing to have him be at least adequate. I'd say defensively, uh, some of the cons, he does have a couple of glaring, glaring holes in his game. Um, we'll, we'll start with them. He's undersized for point guard at six feet tall. You know, that, that makes him a poor rebounder. Uh, just 3.1 rebounds per 40 minutes in his 98 college games. 
that's not good. Um, and then just 3.1 rebounds per 36 minutes in G League games, in the 32 G League games. So not good. Not a good rebounder because he's so small and tiny. Um, and you know maybe a reason for his, which is his second hole here, he does not generate free throw attempts at all. And maybe a reason for that is because he's so small and he doesn't attack the rim because of that. He doesn't want to get blocked and he doesn't take those chances. But only 3.1 free throw attempts per 40 minutes in college and only 1.7 free throw attempts per 36 minutes in the G League. So that's, you know, in the G League. So that's not good. He's not, he's not, he's not big. He doesn't generate a lot of free throw attempts. So those are two things that I feel like in order to succeed in the NBA, you've got to at least thrive in one of those areas and become a little bit better than, than just a, a an off the dribble shooter. But those are two things I'm looking at as some flaws. Um, some other ones are, you know, he can be a little bit inconsistent throughout the game. Um, shot selection is a big reason for that. Um, sometimes his defensive discipline isn't always great. Fouls a lot. Um, and offensively, going back to the offense, he can be a little bit wild and a little reckless at times. Turns it over some sometimes. And again, shot selection is a part of that. And then the last con in his game is he kind of lacks an elite first step off the dribble. Not always the fastest off the dribble, but again, his his strengths here are scoring off the on the ball, scoring with the ball in his hands, and off the dribble scoring and scoring on the run, running pick and roll and playmaking out of pick and roll, using screeners and ball screens to generate his offense. I think you know averaging eighteen points and seven dimes um, at the next level is not a bad start for this kid. I think the Knicks may as well give him a shot, see what he has next season. Let him play for you. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. didn't work out. Alfred Payton, hopefully he's not going to be around. Um, I would not want to bring him back. <laughs> Frank Nielakina is still growing. So you just, you know, you might as well give it, you know, even if you do draft the point guard, just you might as well call up Lamar Peters, give him a shot, maybe come off the bench or something, and see what you got. Because you need as much talent as you can right now if you're the New York Knicks. And somebody like Peters, who knows? Maybe you catch a little lightning in a bottle and maybe he ends up, you know, hitting his ceiling and providing some good scoring punch off the bench. So we'll see what happens down the stretch. But for now, we just got to worry about this draft, man. Um, I think we covered over the past couple of nights all the important names, right? We talked about LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes, uh, Cole Anthony, uh, Obi Topin, um, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Isaac Okoro, um, the other kid. Uh, what's the African kid? Onyika something. Fucking some of these names, man, I have trouble pronouncing, and I really apologize for that. But there are some talented players, right? It's not, you know, again, there's not going to be any Zion Williamson players, any John Morant guys who just stand out and make those flashy superstar highlights. But I think there are some really solid players. There's some talent in this class that people sometimes overlook because it's more of a mediocre class than anything. I still think there are some sleeper picks. I still think there are some picks who could potentially potentially become all-stars in the future. Um, it's just that nobody is, you know, that standout superstar. But there is still some, there is still some talent, man. I'm telling you, don't just sleep on this class because they don't have that flash and, and glamour and all that shit. But, guys, that's going to be it tonight. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. We're about 40 minutes in. It is a Thursday morning here, <laughs> 2.20 as I'm finishing this podcast, but hopefully you're listening to this in the morning whenever you wake up and you're not nocturnal and a night owl like I am and have sleep issues. <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in, guys. 
This has been your host, Rob Carbone, with episode 93 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Tonight, we just talked a little bit more Knicks draft scouting and G League talk, part two. Um, Hope it was good. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Be sure, you know, remember, if you haven't followed me on Facebook or on Twitter yet, be sure to do that at NY Sports Talk RC. And be sure to follow my Instagram account um, at Rob J. Carbone. And if you haven't subscribed to BD4 um, on all the different platforms we have, be sure to do so. Uh, We're on iTunes, on Google, on SoundCloud, Spotify, Radio Public, um, YouTube, where the video cast is, and and plenty more platforms as well. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com to find all of that information and to subscribe to my podcast, to listen to it, to download it, to share it, and do all that fun stuff. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Once again, this has been your host, Rob Carbone of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to go to bed. And I'll see you next time. Ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. If you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.